In the core of the sun, hydrogen undergoes nuclear fusion, a process that creates helium with byproducts of heat and light. For 40,000 years, the light travels through the different layers of the sun, hopping from the core to the convection zone to the photosphere and the chromosphere and finally out through the corona. The light then travels through 93 million miles of cold, empty space until it falls upon planet Earth in what solar inventor Charles Fritz called continuous, constant, and considerable force. Every second, the sun produces 38,460 septillion watts of energy. That's 10 to the power of 24. If we could put even a fraction of this energy to use, we could power the world for centuries. Enter a technology that could change the world forever. Solar panels. This is the Kilowatt Hour, a podcast by six high school freshmen about solar energy and how you can benefit from it. I'm Griffey Ballard, and this is episode one of our two-episode season. Today, facts and opinions from the professionals of solar. In 1884, Charles Fritz installed the first solar panel on a building in New York. It was made of selenium and had a thin coating of gold on the top. The panel produced a constant electric current, but it was only 1% efficient. Solar energy never really caught on, however, in the 1970s, bringing the Arab oil crisis and an increased awareness of the environmental impacts of fossil fuels. Fast forward to today, and solar is more popular than ever. According to CNBC, the U.S. passed a million solar installations in 2016, and that number is only rising. But how do solar panels work without moving parts of any kind? Solar panels, they're, they're a composite of different materials, right? Uh, a big one is uh, silicon. And they create, uh, you know, big chunks of it called ingots. Uh, and they slice them very thin. We're, we're talking the thickness of your fingernails sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they, they coat these in a special layer, uh, and they, they place uh, wiring inside of them. And what this does is it makes them uh, photovoltaic, right? So what that means is it converts light into electrical energy. That's Rick Fowler, a salesperson at Vivint Solar. The, the sun's light, you know, it's it's made up of uh, these particles called photons. So these photons, uh, they hit one side of the silicon, and it creates a chemical reaction that turns that into a little bit of electricity. It turns it into an electron. And uh, you do this enough times, you know, constantly bombarding it with, with these photons, you, you, gen- you generate electricity that that is able to be uh connected to a wire and sent out of the solar panel into uh you know whatever else you need to power there are two types of solar power plants photovoltaic which use regular photovoltaic panels and solar thermal energy plants which use mirrors to direct and capture heat energy Luigi Resta, the CEO of R Plus Energies, specializes in creating utility-scale solar plants of the former kind. So I'm working on uh, about 13 projects in 10 different states currently. 
basically we are a power plant. We, we um, develop these large solar arrays in predominantly, you know, remote areas of the country. We connect into the transmission system, uh, and we produce power just like a regular power plant, but it, does, it only works when the sun is up. This is great and all, but without considering environmental factors, solar is not economically beneficial, right? Now the cost to build a solar solar power plant is less than it is to run a coal power plant or a natural gas plant. So that the, the long-term benefit, aside from the, all of the environmental benefits, is the fact that it's cheaper cost of energy than a conventional uh, resource. Many people see getting solar panels as a daunting and expensive task. However, with a little research, it's not that scary and can end up saving you thousands of dollars. There are a few ways to invest in solar panels. The three main ways are paying with cash, a down lease, or a power purchase agreement. Paying with cash is the most expensive at first, but in the end, can save you the most money. Depending on where you live, there are also tax credits or government incentives available. In California, paying with cash can save you an average of twenty dollars to $30,000 over the course of 20 years. The second way of paying is a down lease. With this method, you install the solar system with no upfront cost, but instead pay a monthly fee until you own the system. Most people do this because there's no upfront cost, but you save a little less money this way, with the average savings being between $14,000 and $20,000. The third way of getting solar is a power purchase agreement. Through this power purchase agreement, you es essentially rent the solar system. Because of this, you don't own it, and again, there are no upfront costs. Through this method, you save very little money, but it's still a good option if you want to help the environment but can't pay for the solar system. Right now, only 11% of the world's electricity comes from renewable sources. Every other volt of it is being churned out by power plants that pollute the earth and run on an ever-dwindling supply of dead dinosaurs. Dinosaurs that themselves lived in a world where the atmosphere's CO2 content was several times higher than it is now and no mammals could survive. As a species, we need to be much more conscious of how we produce electricity, and for a cleaner future, we need solar. This episode was written and edited by Griffey Ballard, narrated by Joseph Zeno, Cece Osborne, and Sophia Smolowitz, and produced by Maddie Baird and Savannah Hobson. Thank you so much to our interviewees Rick Fowler and Luigi Resta for making this episode possible. Thank you for listening to the Kilowatt Hour. I'm Griffey Ballard, and we'll see you next time.